welcome back to Indie Comics, your absolute favorite podcast of all podcasts in the entire galaxy. I'm just projecting there, but, you know, I think it should be. My name is Maddie. I'm your host. And today I have the very handsome... Brandon with you. <laughs> Brandon is here. And we, have, um, we have a really cool guest for you guys today. Um, we have amazing guests every week, but this one I'm personally really excited about. Um, Quantum and Woody, Curse Words... He's done Adventure Time. He's done, I mean, he's done everything. Pretty much everything, I, I think. Um, <laughs> Ryan Brown, welcome to the show. Hi. Well, I uh, yeah, I guess I've done pretty much everything. I'll, I'll oh, take that. Okay. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, you're you welcome. should, except true. all of your accolades. Yeah. <laughs> all of them. Uh, welcome to the show, Ryan. We usually start out with the how did you get into comics? I mean, you have a really great list of, of everything that you've done, um, but how did it start for you? Uh, for me, it was mainly uh, finally breaking down and self-publishing. Um, you know, yeah. years and years of trying to get hired and doing pencil submissions and um, making mediocre Batman drawings for editors that weren't going to hire me in the first place. So, um, so yeah, so I started self-publishing, which is how I actually got some traction in the comics yeah. industry. And, uh, I self-published God Hates Astronauts for a while. And then I did a big Kickstarter for it that did very well. And then Image picked it up as a series. Um, and before that I did, you know, some things here and there, usually just doing fill-ins for friends. Um, uh, like, you know, I, I did four issues of Manhattan projects filling in for Nick Patera, um, which I got because we were friends and worked on the second volume of Bedlam with Riley Rossmo because I was friends with him and he left the book. Um, so that's really how I started. I, I, you know, I, I jumped in pretty much working for image comics, which is, uh, who I've worked they're they're the company I worked for for most of my career, but you know I've bounced around and, and done a little bit for pretty much every every publisher, and you know I continue to do self publishing stuff and kickstarters. I do pretty much a Kickstarter once a year for some sort of big self published uh, thing. So yeah, that's that's how I got in. That's awesome. Um, we'd love to kind of talk about curse words today, which is. A very popular independent comic, uh, one of my personal favorites. <laughs> um, what? Thanks. Thank you. Uh, thank you for creating it and putting it in the world, uh, especially uh, having a koala as one of your main characters. Uh, yeah. It is the best, and I'm a personal big fan of koalas. Someday I'll meet one. <laughs> what? Uh, what inspired Curse Words? It's such a crazy book. Um, so many twists and turns. So many insane characters. Where did it all begin? Uh, it began. And a hotel bar in Charleston. <laughs> As all good um, things. How, how, how most good comics begin. <laughs> um, and actually, our next comic that we're about to start on also began that way. Oh. Um, truly, truly, <laughs> truly the, the best ideas come out when you um, have spent a long day at a comic show and then you're at a hotel bar. I was about to um, ask if it was like a Comic-Con bar situation. Yeah. that's really... <laughs> yeah, I mean, I've known Charles for many, many years, and uh, Charles Soule wrote the book, um, and we we uh, collaborated to come up with the basic idea, and then he ran with it and wrote all the scripts, and, um, you know, I, I drew the scripts and then added what I added, and then he revised his scripts, and so it was a lot of, a lot of back and forth, and um, 
So the end product is uh, a, a really fun mix of our sensibilities. Um, yeah. But it started with a conversation of, um, we've been talking about working together for years and we're fine. I was finally at this place where God hates astronauts was ending with image and, um, I needed a next big project. And so, uh, we started talking about it and we actually talked about it and like developed it over about a year before we actually started working on it. So that's mm -hmm. usually, you know, that's most of the time I spent is, you know, doing freelance for IDW and dark horse and all, you know, other companies. Um, but, it started with the idea was um, what would be something for me that would be fun for me to draw. We wanted to do something that could uh, exist primarily as a comic. So using the visuals of comics, the way you can uh, only comics can work. Um, so that we boiled that down to like magic magic's fun, you know, especially when you're making a comic where you basically have an unlimited special effects budget. Um, and you can do whatever you want visually. Um, so uh, we started talking about that. And then Charles's idea was, what if it's about a wizard who's a dick? <laughs> like, All right. Okay. I can get into that. Um, and so we started talking about a wizard that was a dick. And then uh, I did some drawings and I drew a wizard who ended up being Wizard, who is our main character. <laughs> His name originally was Wiz Sword, which was uh, I decided a combination of wizard and sword, um, and and we would we would write it out. I did I had, did some drawings of him, and I write out Wiz Sword and uh, hand it to people and say uh, at comic shows and say how do you how do you pronounce it? And no one could get it right, so uh, we realized it was a very bad title for a book, um, and so his name became Wizord. And rolls off the tongue a little easier yeah it's a little easier to say <laughs> um it's stupid though right like <laughs> <laughs> well that's the best part is like it's kind of a silly name but he's such a serious cool character um, yeah that it really balances interestingly i love it yeah so so we you know we started by making this kind of universe and it's you know some of um charles's input and some of my input and then you know back and forth you know it's just a lot of riffing on um, the core concepts, um, you know, things like um, I like collections of strange characters. So coming up with the idea that there would be a whole group of wizards and then come out there, there would be nine wizards. And I, you know, I based every one of them on a different animal and a different color scheme so that that would um, kind of inform like what the scene was going to look like based on which colored wizards were going to be in it. Um, and then Charles figured out how everything would actually have uh, heart and morality and motivation and um, resolution and all the things that I don't know how to do. So, um, so yeah, so it was, it was uh, like a, a true mixture and, and, and we had, we had uh, pretty early on, we figured out the, the first trade but then after that, it was a lot of riffing off of each other where, you know, Charles would give me a script and I wouldn't really know what to expect. And then I would draw it out and he wouldn't know what I was really going to do um, because sometimes I would go a little off script or I'd add details in or I'd flat out be designing the characters on the page. So when you see them in the comic, that's the first time they've ever been drawn, um, which is something I like to do because... It's easier, takes <laughs> less planning. Who needs but, prep uh, work and like character designs? Come on. 
Yeah, well, you know, I have like there are almost no curse word drawings that weren't in the book. Um and some of that comes of it just being a monthly image comic. Um and I and I started a monthly image comic because an image comic versus a, a like working on quantum and wood, I was doing the issues, I was doing final edits on colors, um, you know, edits on letters, um and, and so uh you know, this is why a lot of a lot of characters were designed on the page, uh, as it were. So I was actually about to ask, how was it like being fully involved, other than just off of that being like part of the production and the creation of it? Yeah, well, I mean, that's that's far what I prefer. Um, you know, as a creative experience, you know, I, I have a lot of trouble phoning stickily. If so, this is how I've always preferred to work. I mean, even even when I was spending years trying to get hired to do free and so by doing a book about a wizard who's a dick <laughs> um we got to make stuff up from scratch and there are you know sequences where um you know charles writes wizard blasts the other wizard with a, a magic blast and then when he sees the art it's wizard and he's not blasting with a magic blast but he's like created a giant boot out of the magic and is <laughs> stepping on the guy, you know? So, so it's stuff like that. And then he then makes the joke even better by changing what's in the script. You reflect what I drew. So, um, yeah, a really fun collaborative way of working, which, which is, um, always what I look for. Yeah, it seems like you get to put more of your personality into it, which is great for everyone who gets to read it at the end. Sure, sure. What was it like kind of working as a team then? It seems like you did a lot of back and forth, kind of surprised each other. I love the idea of just kind of opening something and being like, oh, okay, <laughs> this is where we're going with it. I love it. Like, it's such a collaborative process, um, which like you were talking about, doesn't always happen. Sometimes you kind of just receive a script and you, you know, create the art and you're done. Um, do you like that process better um, than kind of working on your own books that you're, you know, the writer and artist or, you know, what's that experience, you know, has it different? Um, I, you know, I really like working by myself for some reasons and mainly because I don't really have to answer to anyone. So I can put whatever <laughs> idea I have at the time into the book, which is, you know, what God hates astronauts is, which is, you know, I'm, I'm not, I don't know how to write very well. I, I understand how to tell a story. And so, um, you know, God hates astronauts to me is like just storytelling. And so I just take it where, where, it wants to go. And, you know, I do thumbnails and I, and I do a loose kind of script for when I'm working by myself. Um, but you know, it changes all the time and I add pages in and I take pages out and I move scenes around and, um, you know, something strikes me funny while I'm drawing it and I will change what actually happens in the sequence while I'm drawing it. Cause it's, it's funny. Um, and so that's different than, um, having someone else relying on me to, um, you know, at least 95% do what uh, they expect of me. And, uh, but working with other people is great when, when, you know, when they work hard and they're reliable and they hit their deadlines and they do what they're going to, they say they're going to do, which is absolutely who Charles is. Um, and so, you know, getting a script and not knowing what it's going to be, um, 
you know, it was really fun to read it through. And it kind of sucks because the story gets spoiled for me in a way that I don't, <laughs> I don't get to read the comic to see what's happening to these characters. I get to read a script and then I have to figure, figure out, you know, my end of, of, you know, what it looks like. So um, I never really get to enjoy the story the way everyone else does, which I think is strange. Um, and there was a musician once that I, uh, I saw he was interviewed. He's kind of a weird dude, but he he said that one of like one of the main reasons why he makes music is ten years from now listening to the album for the first time in ten years and forgetting all about it and being able to listen to it like it was new, and that he was making art for himself, right? And 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 that's you know art art for the most part. I mean, when I when I get to do what I want to do, I'm making what I think is funny, right? So I'm making it for myself. So, uh and sometimes it is fun to pick up a book that I that I wrote, you know, 5 years ago and then read it and be like, "Wow, man. I don't even remember coming up with that. That's actually all right, you know?" And so I'm pretty um, clever. <laughs> Yeah, that works. So That's like awesome. it's um, when you're working with another person, you have a sounding board and you have, you know, you, you can you can test out ideas and see what works. But when you're when you're working by yourself, like when I work on God Hates Astronauts, um, it, it is the equivalent of like a stand up comedian telling a joke and <laughs> then not finding out if it was funny until several years later when someone at a comic show says, hey, I like that one part in your book, <laughs> you know. So it's a, uh, it's a strange, like, it's a strange leap of faith that like, wow, this seems funny to me, but also I'm completely inside of it right now. And uh, I don't even know if it will read right, but uh, just, just, you know, I, I, I tell myself I've done this before and it seemed to work out. Okay. So I guess I'll just believe that it'll work out again. And certainly I've made comics that people don't like, so. <laughs> but some that people do. So. Well, and that's the kind of the magic of any kind of art form, right? Is like some people are going to love it. Some people won't. And that's art. You know, if people mm -hmm. don't have an opinion, that's the real danger. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. What, um, what has the comic convention ring been like for you? I mean, it sounds like lots of good after show drinks. Um, but a lot of yeah. people, you know, we have Kickstarters. We have, you know, going to shows. What's that experience been like for you? Um, I mean, I made my career by being social, um, <laughs> which is, you know, it's it's weird to say um, comics are a really small, 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 small industry. Um, you know, if a, a creative doesn't know s someone directly, they know someone who knows them uh, pretty much. So, um, you know, and, and, a, and a lot of this is is when you're trying to be hired on a book. Um, you, you know, you're basically trying to solve the problem for an editor. Um, and the editor's problems are making, making a comic that's good, but also making a comic that sells and making a comic that hits its deadlines and comes out um, when it's supposed to come out and doesn't cause any problems. So, um, you know, through being at comic shows is when you get to really hang out with your peer group. Um, you know, your coworkers. And so being, being sociable and, and, um, you know, trying to be a, a fun guy to hang out with has pretty much made my career in terms of, um, you know, getting jobs and getting work from other friends and from editors. And, you know, that's how it, it works for most people that work in comics. Um, and, you know, when I have, 
when I need to hire people for various books, like I did, um, I did this God Hates Astronauts hardcover, um, like short story collection uh, in 2018. And it's all, I, I hired a bunch of my friends to just draw stories that I wrote. And so then they made some money and they got to work on some, you know, silly little side project. Um, and those are all people that I've gotten to know well from comic shows, which, you know, sometimes means I see them once a year or five times a year, depending on how much uh, they go to shows. So, um, and then comic shows are important because that's when I actually learned that people are reading my comics. Um, <laughs> you know, like you, you know, a comic comes out and you see a bunch of, you know, not a bunch, but some tweets usually like saying, I bought it, you know, or I've read, I read <laughs> I this. Purchased this. It is in my home. I may read yeah. it. <laughs> right. Yes. And it's like, Oh, okay. You know, like, I guess, I guess I came out and people read it. I don't know. Like I know from me, you know, Wednesdays, just buying comics and then they sit on my nightstand and then they're, you know, I read them and they go into the long box and all this stuff. So like, but, but personally, maybe it's a, a, a lack of a proper ego. I just cannot imagine someone sitting, you know, sitting and reading my comic, you know? So, um, so when I'm at a comic show and people come up with a, you know, a short box of, of all every variant cover of all the books that I've done. And they've got me like recorded on their list that they had to track me down. And, and I was like, <laughs> wow. Oh my gosh. So you actually are like, I'm making these stories and I just want to entertain people. And then, and there is a person here who got entertainment from it. And uh, that's nice. And it sucks to not have that with no comic shows. So yeah. Uh, yeah. With that and finding like what people love most about your books and that, they're actually reading the stories that you essentially just wrote for yourself, as you said. Um, mm -hmm. Do you ever like go back and look at them and be like, oh, yeah, that was a good part or anything like that? Yeah, sometimes. Um, sometimes. I, You're so I, humble. I appreciate it. <laughs> <laughs> Every now I, you know, I, get, I get nervous to read my own stuff because I'm like, man, this is going to be embarrassing. You know, it's like. I don't know. It's like reading an old live journal you might've had, right? It's like, well, <laughs> you know, I've, I've learned a lot about life since then. This is probably pretty embarrassing. And uh, <laughs> I actually, I'm, I'm my newest project is I've been going through and um, designing and, and, and building a God hates astronauts omnibus that will have everything in it. And um, part of doing that is taking, you know, I started in 2007 where I, you know, I didn't understand anything about making comics or printing or anything like that. And so, uh, you know, I've been going through all this old garbage that people really like still <laughs> to this day, the first ish volume of God is yeah, astronaut. What do you call far... garbage? Uh, well, it's, uh, I mean, it kind of looks like I inked some of those pages with a toothbrush or something. <laughs> I don't know what's going on. It's crazy how bad it is. Um, but, but like, you know, I didn't, I didn't know what the actual proportions of a comic page needed to be. I didn't understand things like bleed and safe area and things that you learn very early in making comics. And so I'm going back and I took, I took, you know, like 180 pages that I had to resize and like paint in new art to match the edges so that it like <laughs> filled the page correctly. Um, it was, it was a lot of technical stuff and it was like, it wasn't so much like a, like a George Lucasing, 
you know, where you like try to make the story snazzier. It was just a full on, uh, like, uh, like film restoration, like just a yeah. really tedious, no one's going to notice kind of thing. I'm sure people will notice, but also really yeah. cool that you got to kind of go back and make some improvements to your first mm-hmm. attempts at, well, not even attempt successful. <laughs> but yeah, I and I'm, you know, and I, I'm trying not to like, there's a couple places where I've smoothed some of the, the hostility over a little bit, but I'm trying <laughs> not to, you know, because I was, uh, you know, 25 and, and, you know, didn't understand things. So, um, <laughs> uh, and so I'm trying not to, to really, you know, change it because people liked it the way that it was. But, uh, you know, I'd like, I'd like for it to present in the best possible way that it can. Um, so going through this means that I'm having to actually edit my stuff that I did in 2007 through 2015, you know, over the run of the book. So seems like so long ago too. I know. <laughs> yeah. yeah. With, with yeah. going through and, and redoing it, have any of your old favorite parts become not favorites anymore or have any of the <laughs> old ones that you didn't like so much become some of your favorites? Uh, there's, there's, um, yeah, cause some of the ideas haven't aged super well, um, mm. in terms of they're not, they don't feel very clever anymore. Um, at the time when I was making God Hates Astronauts, it was deemed by all to be the most unpublishable comic. Um, <laughs> now it's like, you know, it's not very scandalous in any way. Um, cause I was, you know, I was my, my main influences were like space ghost and, Aqua Teen yes. Hunger Force and um you know th- those those were like propelling me with my creativity and so those had a big cult following in in animation um mm-hmm. but not really in comics and so uh I was weirdly kind of doing something counter because it had this cult following like that I would show people that you know, there were uh, these boxing bears. You know, I had all these pun named characters. Uh, you you kind of talked about creating these comics away from curse words. Like, is it just about having a good time? Is there a theme in it that's really important to you? Yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't really ever think about stuff like that. <laughs> um, for for whatever reason, I, I want people to be entertained. Yeah. Right? That's that's really I, I I like to make people laugh. I like to. Um, you know, wow people with surprises in a story. Um, you know, I like to surprise people with visuals. Um, and, uh, you know, like that's one of the things I love about comics is the page turn, you know, like that, that, that you're, you're pouring through this story and you have constantly reveals, um, every time you, you turn the page. And I think that's really fun. Um, but in terms of like, having greater meaning with people that I'd never, that's not ever anything I ever really consider, which is probably why I'm not a very good writer, but, <laughs> but, but I, I do like the entertainment, you know, of it. Yeah. Um, well, especially so. in today's world, like we need entertainment more than maybe ever before, <laughs> like a way to escape into another universe or another reality. Sure. Um, yeah. And, and, you know, that, that's part of why the curse words, omnibus kickstarter did so well yeah. i think uh, because we were just you know in a, a bad place and and for everybody and um 
you know, escapism is, is, is always important to help us cope with life. And uh, so, you know, during the pandemic, you mean, you, you, you see like fantasy stuff or, you know, whatever kind of narrative stuff has, has, has done better than ever because people have more time and they have more desire to not think about the walls of their house that they've been in every single day. Um, So wizard is the anti-hero we need right now. Yeah, I think so. so. (laughs) All right. So I have to ask, and this is really, you know, a personal thing. Where did Margaret cut? Like why a koala? Uh, well, uh, I, uh, I drew Wizard a couple times, uh, back when he was Wizzsword. Um, <laughs> Which I will then, always refer to him from now on as Wizzsword. Yeah, Wizzsword. <laughs> uh, yeah, and, and then the book was, after Wizzsword, it then was just Wizzord, and then we the book was going to be called Wizzord, and we had a logo and everything, and I made, like, shirts and stuff, but yes. uh, we decided at the last Collectors second. items now. Yeah, we decided to go with curse <laughs> words, which is, I think, I think a, a pretty great title, and then, you know, the coming up with that title then helped us figure out a little bit of what the main story arc was going to be, since it was called Curse Words. You probably need a curse of some sort, so then that affects how you write the book. So I, I drew, um, I love drawing animals. Um, and, and usually I love drawing like my version of animals. <laughs> so like, I'll do a little bit of, I'll do a little bit of reference at first to kind of get the ideas. And then I'll do my own rendition, which is usually doesn't actually look like the <laughs> animal, which is what, you know, Margaret ended up being, you know, like every once in a while, I'll see a photo of a koala and I'm like, Ooh, that doesn't look anything <laughs> like what I drew. It's a very like human uh, koala. <laughs> Yeah, it's just it's always humanized, right? We, it's always yeah. a little bit humanized. We call um, that creative liberties. Absolutely, right? absolutely. <laughs> yeah. not, like, this isn't a nature documentary. Arms. This is a story. <laughs> about um, and so I drew this um, adorable little drawing of Wizard with um, sitting in a throne and uh, with a koala wearing like a little magic hat um, on the throne. <laughs> And, uh, and Charles said to me, Ryan, we're not doing this. This isn't, you know, we're not going to make this uh, one of your animal comics. And <laughs> and I said, look, man, that can be the familiar like this. You know, we could figure yes. out, you know, a story for this. But I, I think it'd be really fun, you know, to draw to draw a koala. I've never drawn one in, as a character. <laughs> um, and so we had this fight about it. And um and then Charles figured out, like, gave Margaret uh, the name. And then that led to figure out, well, who was Margaret? It's this familiar. So then, um, you know, like, what role does she serve in the story? And we realized, oh, well, you know, she can kind of be a moral compass. She can be someone that understands our world and can help Wizard, um, like, you know, figure out what's going on and what people expect of him. Um, and so that's who she became. So she ended up being, you know, the most important character of the story is one that uh, wasn't there early on. Um, and, you know, and even still, like, we had like three options that we were playing around with of who she actually was going mm-hmm. into the story. And we would talk back and forth about which made the most sense as a reveal of who Margaret actually is. And so, um, we, <laughs> which, you know, uh, that's eh, comics, you know, you don't have to lay everything out, uh, at first when you're making comics. Yeah. So, um, 
Well, thank you. Uh, I love her. <laughs> Great. Uh, and I love Charles, but I got to say, I can't believe that he fought with you about this. It's the greatest <laughs> idea anyone's ever had. Uh, yep. Yeah, thank you for Margaret, uh, the best. And I love that it, yeah, the, the art is just incredible in this book. You've. It's cool to hear that you kind of drew a lot of these characters for the first time on the page because it feels very visceral. Um, mm-hmm. When you are doing that page turn, you get these amazing splashes and the curse word um, splashes every time. Like, I mean, it's just an incredibly done book. So huge oh, kudos to you. Um, really excited for the omnibus. Can people still pick it up? I know the Kickstarter is over. Uh, yeah, you can. We did not overprint by that much um, because uh, we get it quick, people. Yeah, well, so so you can get it. You can get it on my website. And you can get it on Charles's website, uh, you know, both of which you can find in our like Twitter profiles or Instagram profiles. Um, we'll post it down below, people. Act fast. Uh, but, but yeah, <laughs> we, we only have so many because they yeah. are really heavy and huge. Um, I've seen photos mm-hmm. on your Twitter. They are ginormous. Yeah. I mean, that's all I was doing. lifting to- those things. <laughs> all i was doing today was processing books from the kickstarter order and i you know i've been doing that every day for the last five days and i feel wow. like every day i feel like i just help someone move you know <laughs> because Man. my whole body hurts and uh, uh i mean You're they're four and a half pound books um, Wow, you're and... moving curse words into their home yeah yeah <laughs> i mean i just it's it's crazy and people there was a lot the the main request we had from people was make it oversized like you know <laughs> and i was like no we can't we just can't i can't do it and people didn't <laughs> seem to understand and i they still probably won't understand but man this uh you know even if even if each book was two pounds more it really would have been pretty crazy but 768 but, pages people yeah it's uh it's it's really impressive Amazing. like and and the printer did an incredible job like i was a little nervous about how a book that heavy would actually exist. Um, yeah. But like the, the, you know, it's the spine is really strong and, and mm. the, uh, the paper lays really flat and the colors look great. And uh, yeah, it's, uh, it's awesome. But, you know, I would love it to be a thing to stay in print for years and years. But yeah. um, when we, when we initially, when I initially got the printing quotes, I've got a quote for 500 copies and I figured that was probably about where we, <laughs> we'd end um, and then I ended up having the, we sold, uh, 1500. Um, wow. so I, we printed 1750. So, uh, it's, it's a, a 9,000 pound print job. Um, <sighs> and so many of which are in your garage, which is amazing to me. <laughs> yeah, yeah, they're in my garage. And then <laughs> I have over the last couple of days moved, um, uh, a, Three thousand pounds. Three thousand pounds of them are in my garage, and I've moved them into my house to work on them, and then moved them back out as I finished, you know, drawing on them or whatever I need to do. Um, and then the the rest, some are at Charles's house in New York, which he's working on, and then the rest are in a fulfillment warehouse where men with forklifts are going to drive them around and uh, get them to where they need to go. So um, amazing. Yeah, so we do have a f- we do have a few that we have overprinted, but um, you know, unfortunately, you know, I-, I would love it to be a book I could sell for the next ten years, but you know, I probably will sell it for the next two months and then <laughs> and we'll be done. So, well, you never know if there's high demand. 
could do yeah. another print run and just make someone else box them up because I can't. Yeah, imagine. someone else, please. <laughs> <laughs> no more lifting for poor Ryan. Yeah, that's right. Um, please. Before we wrap up, I do want to talk about Quantum and Woody a little bit. Ongoing series. Um, how is that going for you? What's the experience like? Are you loving it? Are you excited? Uh, yeah, it's awesome. It's, um, I, I had known Chris Hastings work from Dr. McNinja, but I hadn't read any of his Marvel stuff. Um, so I wasn't really, um, I didn't really know what to expect, but man, those scripts are incredible. Like they're, they're so dense and, um, so funny, but with so much heart and, um, like narratively they they there's so many interesting threads that get set up and resolved in each issue um i was really blown away and it was hard it was really hard to work on because you know most panels or most pages had at least six panels somewhere up to nine panels and um in each panel there'd be multiple characters saying things and yeah he uh, did not go easy on you <laughs> yeah no not at all i mean um he wanted to get a full story in every issue. And then, you know, Valiant was giving us 20 pages and, you know, no more. So, um, you know, fitting it in, like it, it's super dense comics. And, and I love like, you know, putting my own jokes in, um, which I was able to do somewhat, but uh, most of the jokes were there and he, he just did a really incredible job. So, um, you know, we did four issues, and I, I think I've, I finally started figuring out how to draw Quantum and Woody. Um, <laughs> getting their postures, like get their physicality, uh, and yeah. the acting was is super important with both those characters. Um, and uh, you know, trying to make Woody more slapstick and more loose. Um, and then you know, you've you've got Quantum, who's very rigid, but one of the difficulties with him is he has a mask on. And so when you're doing acting, um, you basically just have a set of eyes to work with. Um, so, so that from a cartoonist perspective was the biggest challenge um, to really like get him funny, you know, <laughs> with <laughs> his, his eyes. So. That is Awesome. Were you familiar with kind of the original runs of it? What was it like kind of bringing these characters back to life? Um, I, you know, I never read it. I'd never been a valiant person. Um, I mean, I had, I had the gold foil, uh, number one of Turok dinosaur hunter. Mm-hmm. Um, but other than that, I'd never read valiant stuff. Um, and so I, you know, getting, getting the job, I had to read it. Like, cause I'd never read it. So, <laughs> so, so I did a, you know, I, I, I debriefed myself on quantum and Woody so that I would know what I was doing here. Um, but, uh, but yeah, I mean, there, there, there's so much going on with those characters and they're really, really deep and interesting and complex. Um, you know, the, their relationship with each other and like their own, um, origin stories of just how they they came to be together uh, is is just really fascinating, and there's so much to play with uh, there. That's awesome. We are super excited uh, for all of the upcoming issues. What else are you working on? You said you have a new secret project with uh, Charles. When can we expect more on that? Um, yeah, I don't, I don't know when that's going to be announced. It looks like it's going to, um, start coming out in summer of 2021. All right. 
Um, so we'll have you back on the the podcast. <laughs> yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, it's uh, it's like the best idea we've had, and Ooh. it was an idea that I came up with. Uh, you know, at a hotel bar. I mean, at least Where all the good ideas come from. Probably seven, <laughs> six or seven years ago, wow. and it was just like a stupid throwaway idea, and um, that I that more of like a hypothetical question. Um, mm. that I posed and it didn't ever seem like there was any possible way to work that into a narrative um, that would, you know, hold together at all. And so we've kind of had it in our back pocket and then, um, you know, Charles and I were talking about it and he was, you know, kind of thinking about maybe he would write it as his next novel and, you know, how'd I feel about that? And then I was like, well, let's, you know, let's make it as a comic. Let's do it together. You're like, uh, how dare you try to steal this from me, Charles? Well, you know, we, we were working on it together. <laughs> so we did, we, you know, it was an idea that we would riff on a lot. And yeah, uh, and it just seems, well, it seems so... like you have such a good relationship. And if it's your idea, I bet there's a lot of amazing art coming our way. Yeah, well, that's I'm, I'm actually extremely intimidated because I don't know how to approach it. And he keeps <laughs> wanting me to send him like concept sketches and stuff. And I'm just like, man, uh, like, Charles, I don't is, do uh, that. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, I don't know. It's, it's, it's a really great one sentence concept that I'm not mm. going to tell you, but uh, I'm excited about working on it, but it's, it's, it's like the logistics of Charles figuring out how <laughs> it is actually a story um, has been difficult. So, uh, but I think we're, <laughs> we awesome. have a pretty you... solid uh, course of action now and, uh, and when we'll, I'll be starting on that soon. Well, I am more than intrigued. Um, is it with a publisher? Are you guys doing Yeah, I'll be yourselves? with Image. All right. Image. Well, we will definitely keep an eye out for that. Um, and so we'll hear from you next summer. You and Charles maybe come on the show. Uh, we would love to promote your new amazing baby. Uh, you're on Quantum <laughs> and Woody right now. Anything else that we should be looking for from you right now? Um, I'm, I'm, you know, the God Hates Astronauts Omnibus. Yes. Um, I will be doing a Kickstarter for that uh, maybe January, maybe February. Um, right. I have to make sure that the Chris Rizomnibus is completely wrapped and everyone is happy. You have to get room in your garage for the yeah, next one. Yeah, absolutely. Because <laughs> <laughs> this book is 680 pages. Uh, so, the God Hates oh Astronaut one. So, uh, yeah. And, you know, I hope I'm going to do some new content for it as well as, yeah. you know, just completely, you know, building it from scratch almost you know so um that's yeah. amazing i can't so, wait to see it yeah so i'll be doing a kickstarter for that and then you know and then all of my long run comics have been uh placed into heavy heavy books so um, <laughs> i guess i have to do something new you know <laughs> that is awesome we can't wait to see what's next from you where can we find you online uh well i you know instagram is my favorite outlet and it's it's at Ryan Brown Art. Brown has an E on the end. Um, and I've been posting. I'm about to do a ton of sketches uh, within these hardcover books that I'll be posting. Um, and yeah, that's that's the best place to find me. Awesome. We will keep an eye out for you. Thank you so much for joining us. You sure, are awesome. Was fun. Your comics are awesome. We can't wait for what's next. Uh, we hope that you have an amazing day. And uh, I think the lesson here from the entire episode, folks, is uh, don't be a dick. Don't be a dick. <laughs> if you are going to be a dick, be a wizard. Or don't do magic, I think is the better. 
it, like as somebody who's addiction not have magic and if you do you know and you want to know what that looks like if you haven't read curse words yet you know go pick that up um, thank you so much for listening thank you ryan for joining us you can check out our other podcasts on apple podcasts spotify google podcasts stitcher and all podcast apps you can also check out our website grandgeekgathering.com for articles videos and more please also remember to rate review and subscribe share how margaret's your favorite character too because obviously she's the greatest um share how you're super excited for the god hates astronauts omnibus or how you snagged one of the curse words ones i just did i'm not kidding while we were talking somehow i missed the kickstarter so i got one of those 250 you guys better get on it there's one less now <laughs> rate review subscribe you can stay updated on our facebook twitter instagram and we stream on twitch and let's play the intro is provided by carlisle laurent and you can buy all of these amazing comics from Ryan's website. We will have it down below. Um, you can also follow him on Instagram. Lots of great stuff. And you can also order some of this stuff, not the omnibus, but um, certainly other trades and single issues and whatnot from your local comic book shop. Please go support them. Uh, you can find out more from the image website as well. So come and join the gathering. Have a great week. And GGG. G Grand Geek Gathering